Okay, it's time to partner with Betfair and preview Perth Cup Day for 2021. We are recording the 1-1, the West Australian Racing Podcast, at uh, it's about 11.45am on Thursday, the 31st of December. Mount Barker is racing on New Year's Eve today, Terry Layton's birthday, just quietly. Uh, Pinjarra is uh, in action on New Year's Day tomorrow, Ascot and Esperance on Saturday. And the five straight days of WA Racing comes to a conclusion, thank God, at Bunbury on Sunday. Terry? Just a fest of racing. A fest? A festival? It's something of racing. There's lots of racing anyway, Pete. Don't look at me like that. (laughs) Make sure everyone stays tuned uh, throughout the show for info on how you can enter the Mundaring Hotels, WA Racing, Mastermind, and the Market City Meets, Get Out Stakes, competitions. Just a bit of housekeeping as well, Terry. If you'd like to read my pre-markets preview, the written form, the leg up, jump onto bestbets.com.au and or the Oz Race website. The leg up's been out since 7 a.m. this morning. No Wild West with you and Cripper this week. Terry, you there back next week? Words this week, though. So there will be some tips on there from uh, from Cripper and myself. I think we're on a, in a line in a... We're agreeing on one race. Uh, there'll be word tips, but um, word no, tips. No, 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 word words, <laughs> not um, gee, available. The like really coming to available the Available on the uh, Betfair Hub. That's available Betfair. on the Hub, yes. Yeah. Available on the Hub, yes. Betfair.com. Uh, the uh, SEN show will be back happening um, 9 a.m. Uh, at 6.57 a.m. is the radio station, and uh, Luke Fernie joins us this week. So, so SEN track, SEN 6.57 track. on the a.m. dial. Yes. Terry Layton. Luke Fernie. Miles Fitzner. Miles Fitzner. And uh, there's also a podcast version which comes out afterwards. But I'm uh, really enjoying doing that, actually. it's um, We're growing slowly and enjoying it and going into the little studio at Optus Stadium. It feels semi-professional, actually. So, uh, no, thoroughly, uh, thoroughly enjoying doing that um, with the lads at SEN. And, um, yeah, tune in and... Just get, just get more of a fill up of me. More guru. More guru. You can't. Bulk guru. That's, yeah, you couldn't ask for anything else. Anymore, <laughs> could you? Uh, also, the 1-1, one, one, more importantly, the 1-1 one, one is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, and all other major podcasting platforms. Please subscribe, rate, and review. BJ, Let's Peter, get, it's time. Let's get cracking. Mm. It's go time for Perth Cup preview. The rail is back in the true position. It's going to be warm. There's some easterly winds. What? Uh, a blowing. Oh my God, they're a blowing, aren't they? Wind willy. Miss mid mid October, guys. Last time we've seen an easterly in play. So, um, what, what do you reckon, Pete? You lead your wind, especially back to the true. Oh, with the right horse. Yeah, I mean, you obviously, that's the way we're doing the form early days, isn't it? Yeah. You know. It's a. Uh, it's yeah. exciting. It is exciting, actually. I really do feel that. Um, obviously, form is essential, but uh, this is a week where I think speed maps are uh, even more essential. Anyway, I'm going to throw to BJ for the first. See the Crown Perth Plate because he wants to talk about a horse uh, named after me, number four. BJ Hot Ginger is that one you're uh, <laughs> interested in getting involved? It was just right in front of me. I actually I didn't pre-plan that at all. Um, <laughs> there's, a, there's a few in the race. Sneaky chance. Sneaky chance here. Yeah, yeah, Dynamic rule. Yeah, there's, there's a few that could work that way. Ain't no other man. Yeah, Spliciere. We could just keep going, couldn't we? Hot ginger. Uh, you are our juvenile Has specialist. Has anyone ever said that to you before? <laughs> yeah, it's, I said it to myself just then. So as a first, just gave myself a little birthday present. Uh, a thousand metres, Crown Perth Plate. Jeez, we're off to a flyer here, aren't we? BJ, there's only three that have seen uh, the track before. One of them, Sneaky Chance, probably doesn't look like a sneaky chance of its first run. Uh, are there any trialers that we can um, have a look at here to upset the two favourites in Storm Whisper and Policia? Yes. So, obviously, 
Storm Whisper was very impressive, winning by six lengths on debut at Bunbury, led and basically just uh, trampled on mm. uh, the opposition on that occasion. And Polizier box seated with William Pike on board. We just actually spoke about that race with Chris Parnham in the Chris Parnham interview, mm-hmm. um, and got up to, to in the in the last stride with Pike aggressively pushing out from uh, from a pocket, extricating and getting up in the last stride. But to answer your question, Terry, for me. The three best trialers were Varanio, which uh, has significant gate speed from the Simon A. Milliard. Dynamic Ruler, who looks like a really nice horse, and that was a good trial win. And Top of the Mountain, which uh, got back and, and worked the line under its own steam in its trial. The problem with Top of the Mountain and uh, Dynamic Ruler is their barrier draws. Looks like they're going to map mid-back at mid at best, but more likely they're going to be in the back half. I'm happy to put a line through those two, even though I think they're going to win races in time. The best of the first start is is Varanio, and I reckon if uh, if um, John McNeil, Melbourne Cup winning, Melbourne Cup winning jockey John McNeil is in town to ride Princess Jenny in in the Perth Cup, he has been very well utilised throughout the program by mm. local trainers. If he can fire Varanio out from gate three, I reckon he's going to have a crack and try and cross Storm Whisper, who didn't jump. 100% clean the other Even day. In trials as yeah, well. and mm. just but musters quickly. So mm. if Varanio can begin well and maybe cross the fave, it could make things a bit interesting. A bit of spice to this first race. Mm. Pete. Yeah, it was the only real angle I could find. Uh, it does look a, a race in terms of the map where those two get all things in their favour. I'm not exactly sure Pike will be able to get Polissiere across to sit uh, outside the lead or anything like that. But. Uh, it just might be a little bit tricky from gate 10. So, yeah, I mean, Varanio is probably the, the one bet I could have. I think Storm Whisper is short enough. Is short enough for sure. Yeah, what, what are we looking at at the moment? 220, best available, yeah. Storm Whisper. That's them. Holds the front, will win the race. But uh, as you guys said, uh, it hasn't jumped all that well. Gets crossed and you don't want to be on at the 220. So, only horse I can consider backing is Storm Whisper, but I'm going to need to see a three, which I'm not going to see. To probably have yeah. something on. I thought Polizier... Uh, began really well on debut from mm-hmm. gate nine and worked forward. If Pikey can can get this horse to jump as well again and be aggressive earlier, maybe maybe with all the speed on early, maybe work across into a 1-1 or something like that with the field stretch. Yeah, it's all if and buts. That's why you're taking 440 or whatever mm-hmm. instead of 330. What was your price, did you, did you price this race? Uh, 260 and 480, okay. those two. So I didn't, I didn't think any of the first data showed me enough to can contemplate backing. So two-horse race, but um, definitely with Storm Whisper, but uh, the price I don't think will ever get me into a bet. Yeah, Storm Whisper's too thin. Uh, best of the first starters, as I said, is Varanio from the Simon A. Milliard. All right, race two uh, over the uh, 1,100 metres. And for those who are interested in the podcast horse, stick with us because after this race, we're going to have a very, very quick chat to Luke Fernie. We'll also get his uh, very quick thoughts on his few runners in the program. Two of the four are in this race with our Danny um, being the favoured of the pair. Um, Our Danny was super um, uh, 10 days ago with Carleen Heffel in the saddle. Didn't beat much midweek, but it did it in, um, she did it in really uh, stylish fashion. She was pretty stiff at her prior outing as well um, when beaten by Sweet Strawberry at Bunbury. Just La- tactically. La- for all a second in that Yeah, La- for all a second. Uh, I think all that form actually stacks up if you, if you go through it uh, a bit more in depth as well. Uh, Sweet Strawberry obviously didn't go too well, but perhaps that excuses last week. Um, but I think our Danny is more than capable of 
winning this. I Again, this isn't a race I'm too keen. I really like the back end of this card. Uh, it's not a race I'm too keen to get involved in. I think Luke will instruct Clint, the new jockey, CJP, to be aggressive on our Danny Land somewhere near the speed. And um, look, with, with normal luck, we'll be going very close. Keep your feet looks the main danger, but from barrier 10 with the easterly on, going to steer, steer well clear. Um, our Danny for me, guys, but... I'm not really too keen. So with the Easterlies are blowing, uh, who leads? Bourbon Bow probably yeah. leads. Uh, Bourbon Bow got away with absolute murder when beating Kirigami. And tell you what, I reckon if we got Spot out there, um, Spot could probably beat home Kirigami. Was that the race that Material Witness was scrapped It was. Would have won by 12. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. You can say that when your horse doesn't run. No, you can just say things that you can't be, happened. You can't be wrong. No, exactly right. Exactly right. So <laughs> no one can argue with you. It's just a. It's a, this is a really poor horse race. So Bumper Hump has trailed nicely, but um, yeah, look for four or five bucks out, Danny. Yeah, if you, if you're a desperado, you could probably jump in because people will be looking to the leaders early with mm -hmm. the so. Very much so. See, for me, the leaders are either, either Bourbon Bow or Bumper Humper. If it crashes across at speed, Pete. Yeah, I had the same. But again, it's not a betting race at all, this whatsoever. Uh, the first couple of races on the card are great. Can get self sorted at Ascot, mm. get a few beers, get some lunch. Where we go. And then um, get, a sure get a posse. Get a posse. It's going to be a key. Find the 1 1 somewhere. Yep. Yep. Prime posse. Yeah, you're going so to be out there, Peter? I haven't been out in quite a few weeks. You haven't? No. You're going to be out there? Oh, go out together. As long as I'm in one piece after New Year's Day. Okay. You're going to degustation yourself into a bit of a. Uh, is that hole. New Year's Eve, though? That's oh, New Year's Eve, yeah. So oh, New Year's yeah, Day is yeah. your grand final, is it? Oh, just the whole week. Yeah. <laughs> there's, there's not an off button for <laughs> PA. PA on his cell. It does like not that. exist anymore. I like that. Too many old fashions. Yeah. Jeez, Good evening to uh, Lockie Taylor. Yeah, he's <laughs> <laughs> he messaged me the next day. You want, tell, little... you want to tell the listeners about the old fashions? Yeah, we yeah, had a little bit of a get together, uh, a few of the WA racing fraternity, and uh, Lockie messaged me the next day and said he was trying to figure out why his head was so sore, and then he Googled the ingredients in an old fashioned, and now he completely understands. So, uh, yeah, I found that um, quite entertaining. Back to this race, BJ, can you provide uh, the listeners with any more uh, certainty or enthusiasm about our selection than Peter or myself have? Uh, no, not really. I, I tipped our Danny in the leg up. Keep your feet's going to find it difficult from 10. If it drew low, it was it would have been almost one of the better players of the day. I, I think agree. keep your feet. The, the horse that's come up over my odds is all day session, but I've, I've found him a bit hard to peg recently. Mm -hmm. But um, his best form is probably better than the rest of these. But mm -hmm. um, I don't know exactly where he's at at the moment. But mm -hmm. um, he, he was the value for me, number one, all day session. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, no, it's probably a, probably a good race to stay out of. But uh, maybe Luke. Can give uh, can give one of his a good push, and we can um, we can get excited about it again, guys. So, how about we get him on the phone, speak about New Had very briefly, and um, and get his uh, thoughts on his runners. As mentioned, the one one has got involved in racehorse ownership, and we've got a podcast horse, Terry Newhard, and we have uh, Newhard's trainer, Luke Fernie, on the line, a regular uh, at the one one. Luke Fernie, welcome back to the show, mate. Hello, boys. Now. We did give Newhart a bit of a push on our Twitter feed New yesterday. Newhart? Let's, let's get this right first of all. New, I, I don't know. No, New, I'm actually querying it. Newhart? Newhart? There's no R though. I feel like if there's an R, it would be Newhart. We'll ask the trainer. How, how's he, how are we well, going to pronounce it? Pete's this probably off? our pronunciation specialist. What do you think, Pete? 
I would have thought you had, but yeah. I'll just let's see what it means. Okay. <laughs> It'd be Arabic, wouldn't it? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So, Luke, um, let the listeners in. You you picked out this horse from the uh, digital online sales, and uh, you were the winning bidder. Um, what are your first impressions of the horse, and uh, I guess where is it currently at? Uh, well, she's at the stables at the moment, and I've just kept her ticking along to yeah to see if we can keep her and get her going into a race. So, I mean, she's actually not that far off being able to race. So once everybody's in and we get everything sorted, then we can sort of press forward to to trying to get her to the races and going there and having some fun. Uh, so with Newhad, we are talking, she is currently a class one. I always like that if you're going to buy a tried horse. I love to get one that's uh, yet to go through the grades. So we can um, we can nick a, uh, nick a class one, go through the grades, class two, class three. There's uh, a lot of scope with that. She's still a three-year-old filly. So um, there's still a minor allowance, BJ. That's probably your side of things more so than mine. Yeah, yeah. She, she's she's suited. She's got a suitable rating. I think uh, she's got a good trainer. And um, you realise it's Luke training. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, I think I think she's um, she's shown enough to suggest that she's got a bright future kept to the sprinting trips. What what are your initial impressions of her of, of her Luke and um, and what can the, the listeners I suppose um, and those interested in getting involved what can they look f- look forward to being a part of uh, Luke Fernie Racing Stables. She's a really nice type. I actually didn't know. I hadn't seen her in person until the day after I bought her, and then I was actually quite impressed with the way that she looked. Obviously, it sounds like I'm going to say that she's a nice type, but she, um, yeah, she did really catch my eye. So she looks big and strong, and she's got good condition on her, which is a, bo- a, po- a bonus as well. Um, and yeah, there's not really much more to it. I'm, I'm pretty happy with how she is. I probably wouldn't tell you anyway if I wasn't. I actually had a couple of people come and have a look at her as well. They've got a fair few horses with me and they, they actually like the idea of buying it off me <laughs> after I bought it. So I kept her, kept her quiet for you boys, but I'm pretty happy that, um, that I've got my hands on her now. But just looking at her last five runs, she obviously, well, if you go through her whole career very, very, very briefly and very quickly, well, she won on debut uh, with Pike in the saddle, cleared out from Spirited Session. Um, second up, uh, ran into Born to Rule in a two year old race, drew wide, wasn't disgraced, $1.60 favourite, so well thought of. In the market, uh, was put out for a spell, came back in the three year old classic, the listed race, only beaten 3.9 clairvoyance. You may have heard of her. Uh, she then went to Northern um, with Simon Miller's other runner, American Choice, both pretty talented. Talented young fillies. They cleared out from the rest of the field. She ran second. Uh, these seconds now look really good for us because that means we're still eligible for class one. We haven't got the rating points. We can get those rating points. We can earn that prize money ourselves. Uh, she went to the Burgess Queen. It's set an impossible task before she sat deep uh, with Chrissy Parnamon. That was just one of his poor rides he was telling us about. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm joking, Chris. Uh, before she went to uh, to Ascot. And it was funnily, funnily enough at her last start at Ascot. It was a leader by a stay. She went forward. But this was the one race of the day where the entirety of the race was suited by horses off speed. So her effort to run second that day was full of merit too. Uh, I personally think she's a bargain for the price that we got her for. And, um, yeah, I'll definitely be taking a, uh, a chunk and joining in the uh, joining in the fun. So it sounds like this – This uh, what do we end up with, Pete? Newhad or Newhad? Uh, I think it's Newhad, but it means brave in Arabic. Oh, oh. oh no, just like it's uh, just like it's owners, <laughs> just like it's trainer. 
So trainer, trainer plays. I would have thought. <laughs> so it looks like the uh, yeah. I don't. We don't want to. We don't want to push too strong. But the, this horse isn't going to hang around for too long. So if you're keen to race yeah. a horse with Luke Fernie, uh, young gun trainer, and the fellas from the one one, the one one squad, then. Um, Get in touch with Luke. This, yeah, new hat, new hat is going, not going to hang around for too long. Shares are going to um, go pretty quickly by the sounds of things. So, Luke, how quickly, how can our listeners get in touch with you to secure their slot in new hat? Uh, probably just click me an email at ferniracing at gmail.com and I'll be able to get back to you and, and yeah, get the ball rolling. We might even look at some – sorry, Luke. We might even look at some one-on-one no, silks as well. Yeah, well, that's what I was. Um, that's what I was just about to say. It'd mm. be good to see her um, run around in some one-one colours and hopefully finish with a one next to her name after it. <laughs> you reckon if we had to just put one head on there, there we go, with BJ's or mine? <laughs> I reckon we go with the hot gingers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh come on, now you can't do that to the horse. <laughs> Uh, very quickly, Luke, while we got you on the phone, we've got to, uh, we've got to get on with it. But uh, your runners, very quickly, uh, our Danny, Divine Beast, uh, you're pretty keen on uh, our Danny's chances? Yeah, she's the pick of the four tomorrow, I think, and with any sort of luck, she should be there about. And then we've got Nemiroff and Mervyn later in the card. Uh, they'll both jump and run and try and take uh, advantage of the Easterly. Both are ticking along nicely. Yeah, they'll both run fast, mate, and hopefully they're fast enough at the end. <laughs> hopefully they're not calling Ubers with 50 metres to go, eh? That's, Mer- that's Mervyn's <laughs> strength. He'd have a five-star rating on Uber, I reckon. Yeah, that's my special as well when I've had too many beers. <laughs> uh, all right, I think that, uh, that winds us up. Thank you very much, Luke. Again, get in touch with uh, with Luke Fernie at, uh, at ferniracing at gmail.com. Get involved with us. Uh, we'll have a lot of fun, hopefully, with this horse. And, uh, and thank you to, to Luke Fernie for uh, sorting it out for us. Cheers, mate. There, boys. Race three is the Seapelt The Drives Handicap, 1,600 metres, rating 66 plus, Pistol Pete Antonitz. What are your uh, what are your thoughts on the Seapelt? Oh, well, it's a interesting race in that I don't think there's going to be a huge amount of speed, but you can also probably make a case that maybe one of three different horses could possibly lead, possibly even four. The Run, Deer Fair, Run. Is that how we pronounce that? Yeah, Sixpence oh, spent get and computer back out again. Yeah, Alimentaria. I think yeah, th- that horse really doesn't have too many other options. I think Donga would probably try and take his time finding the front, especially if there's no real speed up front. Um, I was happy to have something small on Kia or a star here. It no. went well second up last prep. It wasn't suited first up where it jumped well, but was restrained back from the wide barrier to sit last on the outside. At, in that race at Bunbury, um, really never got any sort of crack at them whatsoever. Pretty happy to suggest it's going to sit a little bit closer here. Um, so just a very small bet in a race where I don't think there's a... I've got queries over Russian Alley. Uh, we mentioned it off air just earlier. It's, I think it's a pretty tricky horse to ride. Group 1 Jai jumping on board. Obviously, he's a very talented jock, but the horse will have a few little tricks early in particular. So if he ends up too far back, it just might be cast there, searching for runs up the inside. And you know, a few of the others, Dark Missions, capable on its day but i just don't think from gate 10 on saturday it's going to be suited yeah. so happy to have something small in this race and that's about it i like that i like when pete throws one out randomly i must admit kiora stars a horse i sort of just um, i sort of just went past but um pete's spot on that that run at bunbury probably slightly better than it looks on paper because that was a massive on pace mm-hmm. day on the 13th of december so and i think kira or a kiora star is a real kira yule horse kira 
or a star. So, I think um, um, I think Kiro Star has got a good Ascot mile profile too, mm, Pete. Mm. Hasn't it? Is it three starts for three placings? Yeah, yep, like exactly. So, yeah. Six yep. from eight in total over mm. the over the mile. So it does like running a hole, but um, oh, I'm I'm pretty keen. I'm pretty keen. The price isn't quite as, as high. I was hoping we'd see something beginning to the three. Um, rationale, rationale. Pete's bang on though. It, it's a horse that does. Uh, she does have a few little issues, and she can be uh, a little bit quirky. But uh, to me, she looks like she's crying out for the mile. I'm really happy with the step up to the mile. I think she can muster. She doesn't jump super, but she's jumping better. I think she can yeah. muster up just behind him, uh, one or two pairs back. And I just think her runs behind Dig Deep um, did that and won. Um, and she should have won the Jungle Dawn at her prior outing. Uh, I think she's clearly, clearly, clearly the one to beat um, in the race. And yeah, she's one of my better bets on the card. I would love to see something starting with a three, though, BJ. I agree 100% with the guru. Rationale was my best of the day. The price, I, I was smack bang on $3. That would get me yep. get, that would get me involved. I was $2.45 uh, <clears throat> for the record, so I've got her pretty thin. So she's right. still a bet for me at the current price, but at the $270, $280, I'm going to I'm gonna show some patience. I'm going to wait for Betfair. If that means I have to take $260 on the day, so be it. But mm -hmm. I think there's a chance I might get some $340 Betfair. So, but just a chance. Very good. Yeah, I think with Jumping Jai on board, Galloping room, any any luck in running? I think rationale just I can she can smoke these. Yeah, I've got actually about three dollars as well, yeah. so <laughs> it's, I'm not uh, penny. It's just that it's too short. <laughs> Um, the one that's also come up slightly above my price is Bella's Idol. Um, Bella's Idol. Uh, some horses just get along super with Lactar and Moly, and I think Bella's Idol might be one of those. Smacked Juicing Carrots. And hasn't Juicing Carrots made that form yeah. look good since? Bella's Idol's last three just seriously put a line through it. Worked like worked like um, worked like I haven't done in about 10 years uh, on the 5th of December to get to the top for Mitchie Payton. I think it's, I think it worked like you're going to when you head out to the Taylor Racing Stables in a few weeks. Yeah, uh, yeah. I thought we'd forgotten about that. <laughs> um, <laughs> then sat deep when uh, 5 to 260 with Carlene on board and Aussie Gallardi lost the saddle last night, so I forget it went around. So uh, the way the track will play, look for Bella's Idol to grab the back of the lead, I think, and, um, and run a race 11 to 1. So main bet rationale, we're not going to lose Bella's Idol for me. Guys. Yeah, rationale, I reckon uh, any luck should be winning. Mm -hmm. Race four, ascend sales, trophies, handicap, 1,000 metres. Reckon this will be, um, there will be many varied opinion in this race. Like a Jaguar building an imposing little record now off the back of three victories. Uh, very interesting to hear what Chris Parnham said earlier, and that's from someone that clearly knows the horse very well, that the inside gate may actually be a little bit of a detriment. Um, I'm, I'm not really super keen on anything here. A couple of little specs I want to play, but I'll throw to you guys first. Um, Pistol, anything that... Uh, has caught your uh, wandering eye? Uh, wandering? <laughs> well, eh. Uh, look, I thought Giant Leap was well and truly short enough here, and so was Condor Hero, so I was pretty happy to try and find something to back as a result. But the same. Uh, big shout-out to Gareth Hall as well, who did call like a Jaguar like a Datsun and it's gone on to win three in a row. So, uh, <laughs> G-Man, you've, you've nailed that one. Um, I thought Speed and Comet was pretty good last start and what was a very high tempo race now it's on the quick backup getting double figures i think the map's okay here as well i think it'll just basically follow condor heroes across and just breeze um i thought that was worth a, a look at the double figures and i thought amelia bedelia the price isn't quite there for me but it's a little bit of a red flag for that horse in that it was scratched from Pinjara for this. It wasn't suited last start, obviously, when it was pretty good. Three wide, no cover on speed at Pinjara. Are you surprised so. by that price? I was I was thinking double figures for sure. Oh, Amelia, yeah. Amelia Bedelia. 
Well, what have you? I, what have you got in your market? I've got Condor Heroes ten bucks. Yeah, so, so um, where Condor's have you got your market? Ta- Condor's taken up. Too Everyone much got Giant Leap favorite. I mean, do people have Giant Leap favorite? I know one. One smarty's got giant leap at fifteen bucks. Can't win the race. I think that's a probably a little bit incorrect, but um, I think just has to be on map, on easterly, on. Yeah. And it was it there was isn't much depth. Here. Amelia Bedelia was three wide, no cover, and kept coming oh, unsuitable. Twelve hundred well. the other day. Yeah. 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 So. I thought Terry might have found a speeding comment, or maybe yeah, something like a, stable a, secret uh, or something no, like that. Uh, speeding comments for me. Yeah. Yes, I'm, I'm with Peter there. I was quite excited to hear Pistol mm. come up with the uh, the comment. Another thing, I uh, deep diving last night. I don't mind a deep dive on a Wednesday night. Um, that sounds a bit odd. I uh, uh, Speeding Comet's best run last two preps have been third up, and Speeding Comet loves a wide draw. Even if um, so, I think Speeding Comet will probably try and come across with um, Condor Heroes, maybe Breeze. Might even get stuck three deep. But it's a horse that does its best work three mm. deep doing the uh, doing the hard yakka. So uh, I'm expecting yakka. I'm expecting a peak performance on the seven days third up from Speeding Comet. Has some. Trust issues in regard to how much of a uh, winner, um, how much of a winner um, he is. I was just looking at the gender then. That's why I paused for a bit. Did I do that well? I'm just giving myself away now. Um, <laughs> but so I want to. I want to take that one. The one thing I'm going to say is Condor Heroes has been scratched and ruled out a few times. Um, I've already had something small on because it's well above my price. But you have to have something on cram then if Condor Heroes comes out because with the easterly, if they roll out in front, 51 kilos goes down a kilo, BJ. Mm. And goes from a 78 plus to a 66 plus with the placement from last start. So I don't know if Cran was going as well as when um, he won his race here um, about a year ago or half a year ago, yeah. six months ago. Uh, about a year ago, I'd say. But with the 51 kilos, big easterly. Um, and the fact that Condor Heroes could miss it too. So that's the two ways I'm going to go. But um, definitely Speeding Comet's my lean. Marked Speeding Comet, seven bucks. How can I have a bet at 13? So we, we mentioned Giant Leap before. Obviously a horse with a lot of talent. Very interesting Odd placement, first up 1,000, gate 11, just looks to have a lot against him. And he has gate speed. Yeah, he does have gate mm. speed, but is he? how's he going to be able to utilize that in this particular no. race? Trial um, was, interestingly, trial was a fair way ago as well, start yes. of December. So it's he's either had a little issue and they just want to ease him back into it over 1,000. He could be a big drifter yeah. on the exchange. Yeah. Um, but geez, you've just got to take on the. As Peter said, you've just got to take on the horses at the top end of this market, don't you? We've yep. got to. Um, we've got to try and find some value. So, Chris Parnham said that Gate One might not suit like a Jaguar. You're gonna disagree with him. I th- Are you a jockey, PJ? I no, I'm not a jockey. I will say though that the way that um, if Condor Heroes begins and it's a just a like a you know just absolute your speed show. Um, I reckon like, like, like a Jaguar. <laughs> There's a bomb and a bus. Um, <laughs> I reckon that like a Jaguar is going to get galloping room anyway. Yeah, yeah. So the, the field's going to string yeah. out. And from gate one, he began so well. That win the other day, last Saturday. I don't want to really talk about good. the win last Saturday, BJ. Why is that? I just don't want to talk about it. Is it too soon? It's too soon. Still. Okay. Yeah. Sorry, I was a little bit of a temper. <laughs> I was going to say that. <laughs> Complete, completely apt, given the horse that lost. Yes, yes, yes. There's been a couple of mood swings. Well, it hasn't been any mood swings. It's been one constant mood the entire week, in all fairness. Um, um, sorry, BJ. So, yeah, I, I was like, you guys, I was looking to oppose uh, like a Jaguar. However, I don't know. I just was really taken with that win last Sunday. Sorry, Terry. I reckon Gate One's actually going to be all right. The way that this race shape is going to evolve, I can see him doing it again. So, like a Jaguar on top. And, um, yeah, that's the way I'll be leaning. 
Very good. I reckon, you, I reckon you'll get out of it too. So yeah, yep. yeah. It's a funny market-wise. This will be such an interesting betting race yep. late. So like, I, I personally think it was speeding comet, Pete. I don't know what your thought process is. Do we do we look at some thirteens now, or do we actually wait for Betfair on the day? Because speeding comet usually, I think that'll get out. That'll get out. But what comes in? We're talking yeah. about a condor will get out, giant leap will get out, like a jaguar will get out, Amelia Bedelia. Is that too short? Something has to come in. Yeah. Something, if they're yeah. all going to go out, something has to come in. So is Speeding Comet the, the runner that's going to... I reckon Hoboken yeah. might shorten a touch. Nah. No? Nah, I reckon from the gate, from 10 with yeah, the you're right, yeah. I can't see. I don't know. It's very, very, very interesting market-wise. There'll be a push for something, whether it's Condor, Giant Leap, like a Jaguar. It's likely one of the three, but um, yeah. What price are you Speeding Comet, Pete? Before Eight, you Eight dollars. There you go. So I'm seven. So usually when that's the case and a couple of us agree on a price, they start closer to it. So uh, yep. What is it at the moment? Really go. 13. Yeah. Yeah, wobbled out from the ten it was earlier. So the thirteen might be enough to have maybe half and half. Yeah, yeah. I was uh, I was twelve dollars spending comments. So you mm. guys have got him uh, shorter than I do. So all good. Race four done, and it's time for our Mundaring Hotel WA Racing Mastermind Competition. That's, that's fluent, wasn't it? Very. That's right, Guru. The Mundaring has been the heart of the hills since 1899. Located in Jacoby Street, Mundaring, if you get a chance, drop in and see Butchie's brand new big deck. Ian Butchie O'Connor, the publican, say g'day up at the Mundaring. Feed, flutter, froffies, it's all happening. Let him know you're a 1-1 listener. Congratulations to last week's WA Racing Mastermind winner, Conrad Gomez. A $100- Is that Conrad with a Q? Conrad with a Q, yes. Oh, I like it. A $100 gift voucher to the Mundaring is in the mail. I have to have a shout out to Conrad. He is um, he is the man behind Perth Racing Rewind, which is a Facebook page which has all old Perth Racing replays, photos, race books. It, it is incredible stuff. Mm. And he's been replaying per, old Perth Cups all week. I've been reliving my whole childhood through <laughs> Perth Racing Rewind. It has been incredible. I have to salute you, Conrad. Your your um, library of WA Racing history is just fantastic, and I've enjoyed all the stuff that you've been putting up on Facebook, as had have a lot of your followers. So uh, continue the good work, Conrad, good and congratulations uh, on your mastermind victory, and enjoy yourself up at the Mundaring. So to be crowned this week's mon- mastermind, You'll have to answer the following four Perth Cup themed questions correctly. It's one of the answers, guest wing. <laughs> it, oh, is <laughs> it is not. It is not. That would have been awkward. All right. Question one Who did Lulu Tiani train to win the first 2400 meter Perth Cup in 2009? He was a good horse, too. Also ran the Melbourne Cup. He did. He was a good horse, wasn't he? Ran 10th in the Melbourne Cup, I think. And they got the prize money because top 10 get the 100,000. Yeah, yeah. It's a massive thing to run 10th, isn't it? Yeah, huge. Question two. Now, most people will know that Kiri Ewell was the first female jockey to win a Perth Cup, yeah? Mm-hmm. Tell me, who was the second? Question number three. Lindsay Smith and a very young William Pike teamed up to win a 3,200-meter Perth Cup in 2005. Name the horse. Oh. Before you? Yeah, just just I think. Geez, Parky must have been young then. Um, question four. Who trained you'll know this one, Terry, for sure. Who trained the Jared Noski ridden talent show to win the 2013 oh. Perth Cup? Where, where's your answers? Three. Three out of four. Yeah. Three out of four for the guru. <laughs> Very well done. Huh? How would you have gone? 
two. Two? Oh, that's good honesty, though. You could have just said four. That was cheating. Yeah. So <laughs> I, got, I got deducted a mark when you're starting to write something down. I was trying to get number three off you, so I lost a mark there. That is the Mundaring Hotel Debo Race Racing Mastermind for episode 58. If you need those questions, they'll be on our Twitter feed at the one one pod. Terry. Yes, BJ, we head into race five, the Amelia Park Handicap. Um, this will be another race with many varied opinions. There could be horses that absolutely change their market position here uh, wildly. I'm, I'm, again, not overly um, bullish on anything. Uh, have you guys, either of you, Peter, any, any enthusiasm in this event? Yeah, I'm sort of, I don't know if I've just been eating too many insanity peppers over the last week or so, but... Pearls and prawns for me, delicious, but also think it might be ready first up. We've seen Brock Luthwaite do this a few times of late with horses first up, no trial. And obviously, Pearls and prawns coming off a huge break last prep, took a few runs to get going. But historically, the horse does go pretty well in terms of its figures first up. Gate four, Clint Johnson Porter on board. That just ticks a few boxes for me. Seems to get into a pretty nice spot map-wise. And it does have figures over to 1,200 at Ascot previously. So I'm happy to speculate there. The other horse that's first up, no trials, Power of St. George, and I've just got no idea what to do with that horse. The big my, yeah, my market's all over the shop as a result because it's such a strong horse. Some of its figures from last prep were outstanding. Yeah, like him. Like and him. it's really, for me, just a market watch with it. Um, I'll be in the yard the anyway. Is, can he settle close enough? Does it, with the easterly in play, you want to be on speed. Is he the type of horse that needs to muscle and wind up into his races and won't get that opportunity here? That was my sort of concern. But, geez, he, he was an impossible horse to price, wasn't what, he? Yeah. One, of, one of three runners for the uh, David Harrison yard. Three mm, of the, yep. the 11. And I guess that's the thing. There's like a lot of speed in this race as well. Nemiroff, Weapon Sun, Maginica's probably going to roll forward. Yep. So do you want to be on one of those really strong horses that maybe isn't necessarily going to be suited 1,200 metres um, typically, but if they go hard enough up front, they might bring a horse like that into it. So, yeah, it's a really tricky race. So for me, I'm just going to speculate with pearls and prawns at the double figures. BJ? I marked Tycoon Storm 380 favourite. Currently 460 is the best available. Um, and I – one thing I wanted to – to touch on is I feel as though the the WA arm of the Lindsay Smith stable has been a little bit stagnant over the last month or so. Horses haven't really been, um, uh, you know, other than Trap for Fools, I think he's, I reckon it's been a little bit light on, in, especially in town for, for Lindsay Smith. Uh, winning double at Bunbury yesterday. Tycoon Storm back from a freshen, 28 days, I think, between runs. Mm. Um, ran really well in both uh, feature mares races, the last two sorts, maybe a little bit disappointing last oh, start. That's an understatement, I think. Dollar ten on the bend. It was over. Yeah. Couldn't let down. You'd think it's a horse was going to get better the further it went as well. For yeah, while, but that was a funny race though, wasn't it? It was nah. a slow race. Nah. It was... Anyway, I'm, I'm going to... unforgiving. Uh, yeah, well, fair enough. I think from one, Tycoon Storm, especially if they they bang across and the Three tempo's... It's going to be in the right spot, Tycoon. So it has carried weight before in the past. Um, bit of trust with this horse. I think if Lindsay Smith and the, the WA operation have this mare on top of her game, I think she'll be really hard to beat. Tycoon Storm's going to have the, be in the right spot. Um, smart mare on her day. And uh, she's a little bit of value at her current quote. Tycoon Storm for me. 
yeah, I'm not really going to get involved here too heavily. Um, there's a race where just so many, so many different things can happen. I like where our state attorney's placed and it's jumping well back to 1,200. Love the claim of Lacta. But um, look, on a, with a big easterly, let's just back the leader. Let's keep it simple for a horse that can, on its day, turn up and run a race. Let's just have something small, win only, Nemiroff, 20-odd to one. That's me. Very tiny bet. Um, when, yeah, when, the fields came, when the fields came out, though, it was like, oh, I wonder how we can make a case for cryptic love. But it's just... It just exactly it's, right. It's just... Mm-hmm. Oh, she, it's a horse. If you showed me this race yeah. and said I wasn't going to be on, I'd laugh at you. And yeah. I'm not even mentioning it at 18 to 1 best price at the moment. Yeah. So it's just a horse that's going to get back in the ruck and probably give us another eye catch to be on next start. Yeah. So, um, yeah, with the Easterly in play, it's just I'm really, really, really strongly allowing for the advantage those horses out in front will have. If Nemiroff can cross um, the few that Pete mentioned that are going to go forward, uh, I think it can give a bit of cheek, but uh, it's a very small bet for me. No one's mentioned Platinum Bullet. No, Platinum Bullet's deserved favourites. Uh, I think Platinum Bullet goes better first and second up. But um, yeah, four bucks, about the right price. I marked Platinum Bullet 380. So definitely will be well supported. But it's just, as Pete's, it's just a race. So many of them. I, I can see Pearls and Prawns. I can see Paris and George running a race. Weapon Sun, nicely in with the claim if they can yeah. find the back of Nemeroff or even lead potentially. Um, yeah, Tycoon Storm and, and State Attorney, as we've mentioned, are going to run races. It's just, uh, yeah, I'm happy being on the horse out in front with the Easterly at a price. That's it. Okay, first leg of the late quaddy, race six, Mrs. Max, Latrice Classic, mm. the final leg of the four-race Phillies and Mares feature series. Group three, 1,800 metres. Now we get serious. Now we, now we get serious. This is a betting race. This Mrs. Is, Max. Yeah, do, do you enjoy, enjoy Mrs. Max? Well, you know if I buy any other pie, do you know what I actually do? I take it back. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Peter, did you think Chantria, despite the ordinary pizza, absolutely give me nothing there, just stone faced me. Uh, did you think despite Pete, Pete, Pete does six course degustations, he's not eating Mrs. Max pies, man. I'll a give you that too. A bit of barbecue sauce on top, you can't get I can wrong. recommend the ones from the Bunbury Farmers Market, though. Those pies, outstanding. Okay, all right. Certain so, type of mince inside, so, a bit of a lamb. So, what are we talking? Like, we're price sensitive here, yeah. but we're all about. We're all about value here at the one one. What are we talking at the Bunbury Farmers Market? For me, it feels like that's going to be a big, big, big odds. I'm not actually sure what it costs. I basically yeah. just rolled it through, pushed it over the over the till, and the, like the cards actually now embedded in my arm, so I don't even have to look at it. It's just like scan me through. Got it home, just like stick in the oven. It's just like a family sized one. Outstanding, magnificent. Yeah, Chantria, guys. Um, <laughs> Chantria. Now. Disappointing um, or forgive last start. Forgive uh, forgive or forget from last I, start. I don't know how you can forgive. It looked completely and utterly dead. Certainly what? did. And you'll say, oh, it was a slowly Lin- run race. Lin- that wasn't suited. But what's this going to be? Uh, it's Slowly run race. Yeah. Inside draw again. Um, Deary, and man. like the fence was a good spot to be last Certainly start was. as well. Certainly was. It was basically, I was pretty keen on its chances. And the mm. market's sort of just towards the end started drifting out. I thought, oh, hang on. Uh, what's I what's going on here? I, I, and yeah, I, I went I, again. I joined in. And yeah, for had the perfect run in transit and gave absolutely zero. Gave now. Did yep. it give zero? Yes. Yeah. Gave absolutely so. zero. Which, and there, there is no reason this race should be run any differently. Like you're looking at the exact same race, just 200 meters further. If you run that race 200 meters further, it probably only gets beaten further. So. And I suspect you reckon. Might be- I, I reckon. Uh, look, I was I was disappointed, but I think that. Uh, Lonsdale lady didn't really do Chantre uh, any favours. Laid on, laid on her, made life a bit difficult for her in the straight. Inexperienced 
mare. First time she, I think she's had to sort of be bustled and have to fight her way th- through into into space. Um, yeah, I, yeah, like she's been beaten one point one lengths on the line. They walk, so it's always going to be a compact finish, though. I agree. Uh, it- so for, I've got to touch. I'll, I must say, I'm a little bit more forgiving than you two. That's all I'll say. Mm, so I'm not tipping. I'm not tipping her though. So. Is there any I've, way I've found one in this. possibly watching this race you could have Chantria over Naughty by Nature? Is there any possible way? Naughty by Nature should have won the previous, uh, what was the 1,400 metre race, BJ? Should have won both the 14 the and gone. it was the run of the race in the 16. Um, I'm just going to call them by distance. The Starstruck. It was the run of the race in the Starstruck. I think for Barrier 3, Clint Johnston-Porter can land um, can land right, uh, right over the speed, somewhere near the... Juan Juan. Juan Juan. Um, and from there, I think Naughty by Nature has to be extremely hard to beat. But I've also marked um, a clear uh, equal second favourite. So I've got Dance Music on top at about 380. Mm-hmm. Got to respect the map again. It's going to find the top. Query on the 1800. I'm just going to take it on, dear Dance Music here. I'm just outwardly going to take it on. Lightning um, strike twice. Get, yeah, exactly. Was it, but it was, such a, it was such a comfortable win and there's no weight penalty either. I know. So it's, it's a bit silly with the no weight penalty in my mind. But the 1800... Um, maybe we'll see some more aggression from Special Choice here and maybe Morning Song from Nine, a little bit more pressure. But it's more so for me that Naughty by Nature will be right on the hammer of dance music. And the other one I've got to have something on, and I basically said uh, this was a big horse to follow for me, and I think she can measure up in this grade big time, is um, Aberdeen Queen. I don't think these fillies and mares races are very good. These aren't listed races. Like She's a lot. They're, they're walking and they're just all finishing in groups. Special choice around second or third in one of them. It's not... This isn't just don't just forget this is black tie. Forget this is group three, BJ. Yeah. Group three. Forget this is a group three. That's just that's looking at the racing correctly. So I think Aberdeen Queen, despite the fact she's only a seventy-one raider, she's going to be up to a ninety raider within five, six, seven, eight starts type thing. So look at her peak. Um, I think she can be more aggressive from the gate. Three back the fence with some luck. I'll be very surprised if one of those two don't win. Currently seven and eleven bucks, so we can Dutch them at about four bucks. I'm uh, tickled pink with that. I've marked them both around the 450 mark. So if I can get either of them winning for four bucks, you beauty. You beauty. How scary is this? I found the same. The same, same Dutch. Same, oh, same Dutch. In fact, I'm, I'm throwing in Morning Song as well because that was another horse that clearly wasn't suited last start. Just seemed to lose its position over and over again. And I'm almost banking on the fact that I'll get probably 50s by the time they jump on the fact I'll that they- I'll put up they, 100s. If Morning Song wins, I'll give up the punt. That's the that's the head for a day. Mm-hmm. That's for the a day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for a day. Conditions apply. Conditions <laughs> apply. <Yeah. laughs> but uh, yeah, no, uh, for me, it's, it's heavily in favour of Aberdeen Queen's got that different form. This yep. coming from a completely different form line, and again, I think from gate one, and I suspect Chantrea, they'll just be a little bit more conservative yeah. with it. They bustled it out there last start. Maybe they'll think, you know, oh, okay, the horse didn't finish off. We'll just settle it further back, which means that Aberdeen Queen takes its spot. Uh, from gate one. Leaders, so, leaders back. Yeah, yeah exactly. Like yeah. You just look at the other horses close to it in the market. Special choice is shorter than Aberdeen Queen. Like that's that's yeah. just not that's just not right. I mean, she's a light. It's yeah, she's lights battling hard, really honest, I loves to yeah, win, loves to compete. I special choice has been racing well. Yeah, it's racing okay. Aberdeen Queen, there's upside. There's so that you're talking the Levitate form, the Indian Pacific form, the Captain Kink form. Aberdeen Queen, I think there's the upside. And as Pete said, it's a real point of difference runner. These just keep on doing battle. These, this lot just keep doing battle against each other and walking in races. I, I, I really think the point of difference runner should be half the price. Um, she currently is. So um, it's taken me a while to get enthused about a race. So I'm just, just letting it just all out. Warmed up. Yeah. Anyway, we're, where are you, Lenny? You said you found one to beat uh, Shantreya. Oh, well, you, you've 
you just trample, oh, trample it all over all over uh, my spiel. Naughty by nature is just about my best of the day, I reckon. Oh, um, yeah. The microphone's just dropped. Have you heard? Um, sorry. <laughs> Have you ever heard uh, the the music by Naughty by Nature? Holiday. We came here to party. Yeah. You heard that song? <laughs> Throw your hands up, everybody. Let's celebrate party going on. on. <laughs> you heard that one? Oh, Once again, it's on. It's been a while since you heard this style. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, dear, cut that out, Jen. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know that song, surely. Surely, you know, that's a cracker. There's a party going on. <laughs> that's really yeah. good, actually. You can sing. I'll consult um, the uh, replay. Yeah, we might. Uh, that, that'll be playing um, at about uh, yes. 3.35 on, uh, on Saturday. <laughs> anyway, anyway, DJ. Will there be any mum champagne this time? Oh, right? I reckon there, naughty might be, by nature. there might be a little bit of the mum stuff. But anyway, tell me more about why Naughty by Nature is going to win. Oh, it just hasn't been... just. As as you said, just wasn't suited by that tempo the other day. Rocketed to the line to run third when probably didn't deserve to do so considering the 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 speed and the shape of the race. From three rising to eighteen hundred meters was placed third behind Lonsdale Lady, I think, in the second or third in the Thousand Guineas. Ascot Thousand Guineas. Camber second, yep. Uh, and then I was on that, and then went on to run second in an Oaks. So Naughty by Nature's got class. Um I reckon she's looking for this trip now. Deep into her prep, but tough mare. I think from three, CJP is going to have a, uh, a pair closer than what she's been landing, and I reckon this is her race. I think, I think she's going to crunch them later. It's funny you say deep in the prep. She's racing better every yeah. start, mm. so sometimes it's just taken a while to peak. Jason Miller's timing, he's run correctly for this uh, Phillies and Mare series. She's probably, as we said before, probably stiff that she hasn't um, taken out at least one for yeah. preceding three. So, um, yeah, no, we came here to party. Let's get our money in, everybody. Let's celebrate. Hope I'll someone like, knows that song. It's I'll a cracker. Like it. Before we leave this race, you mentioned about the. Can we patch that in? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, I'll get Jen. We'll get Jen onto that. Perfect. Um, this set weighed some penalties mm. and stuff, right? Yeah, what? Why isn't there a penalty? So dance music has what she won ten races, five hundred fifty. So what's she actually won though? She for feature wise, she's won a Northern Cup. Northern Cup. And a now she's won a star struck. Are they her two feature race wins? Are the others all just been like ratings races and open handicaps and stuff? Anyway, my point is that Sean Trayer has got is is only a kilo away from dance music having won a Belmont Oaks and a Belmont Classic. That's three year old races. Exactly. Though. That's what I'm saying. Like she's oh okay yeah. And but it's way too close to to yeah. to what dance music has done throughout mm. its career. Anyway, I'm not a huge fan of these set weights and penalties races. No. I think they need a bit of a bit of a rejig or a rethink and uh, More I, think, I think I think we can be we can do a bit better than that. But um and uh anyway that's uh that's my rant. But I um yeah I just can't can't wrap my head around why there's why dance music didn't get even like half a kilo for winning the other day and at least give the other horses some sort of recognition for finishing behind her. But mm-hmm. uh, that's that's the way it's laid out at the moment. So maybe a bit of tweaking in the uh, in the new year. Race seven, the Furphy. Now this is a handicap. Furphy Summer Scorcher listed thousand meter race. Top weight of sixty two. Bottom weight fifty four. Eight kilo spread. This is what we like to see, Pistol Pete. Yeah, indeed. Uh, this is all down to map, though, isn't it? Oh, leader leaders back. Yep. Don't even look at any other horse. Exactly. Oh, two horse race. Bang. What are the two? Nerve. Merv, Swerven, Kong, Concur. So it's all about prices. I 100% yep. agree with you. Mervin finds a top. Indian Pacific probably tails. And Indian Pacific's a better horse, but meets at two and a half. Mervin meets Indian Pacific 2.5 kilos better for a 0.2 length loss in a near identical setup. Mervin flies fresh. Tell me your prices, Peter. 
$5.50 for Merv. Ooh. That's, that's been quite uh, quite conservatively priced. Yep. I'll get uh, tighter as we get to jump time. And uh, $2.40 in Indian Pacific. Yeah, okay. I've, I've probably gone the opposite way. I mean, a little bit too heavy. Mervyn, but uh, I'm three bucks a three bucks a piece uh, for the two of them. So at $7.50, it's just a, it's a very simple investment for me, but I'm also aware that it's Mervyn. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, a 90 plus, as BJ said, this is a handicap. You've got a 90 rater and a 90 plus, two and a half kilo swing for nothing in it. I know Indian Pacific's the one with the upside, but let's look for a horses for courses type setup. And um, if they're both in the same nick they were on that particular day and they meet here, it's uh, Mervyn wins with the, with the weight swing. So, look, I, I, I'm i expecting Indian Pacific will we'll probably find a way potentially, but um, what do you geez, think of, even if it's each way punish, you can back this each way. What do you think of the winkers off? Union Pacific. Good decision. Okay. Because I only put them on for the winter bottom and it failed. Every other start was without the winkers and it went super. So um, I can understand that. But I would like to see later in Union Pacific's career, they look at winkers or blinkers again yep. to sharpen him up. I don't think the winkers were the reason uh, he failed in the winter bottom. I was 550 Mervyn, 250 Union Pacific. So I'm Merv- short with me three bucks. <laughs> I knew it too. I knew it. You just wanted to make a good thing. I did. Just want to make a good thing. 100%. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Agree with the sentiments of the guru and pistol. Two horse race. Um, if Mervyn, he, he's going to need to bring his A game though. A plus. Yeah. Because Indian Pacific's a for very, a thousand meters. Very very good. Very very good thousand meter horse, especially at Ascot. Goes um, interesting. The Brad to Chris. What that what that what that translates to on the day. Brad obviously has a has a very Brad Parnham obviously has a very strong affinity, having done the majority of the riding aboard in the Pacific. However, um, Chris is more than uh, apt uh, deputy. So it's going, yeah. these two are going to go head and head down the straight. Yeah, I thought that might have been less relevant just purely because I can't see Indian Pacific leading this. So I think Brad is a very capable leader of horses. Yep. Whereas Chris, I'd usually prefer him to take a sit and he's not stalk. really going to do Yeah, exactly. So mm. he's going to be in prime stalking position here. So, um, Yeah, it, uh, there's a few horses here that are coming back that are, I don't know, I didn't really... I didn't, didn't matter. I didn't, yeah. just quickly, I didn't really like the trial of Misty Meadow. That's I thought her two trials have been only just. Battle Heroes coming back from a long layoff. He's um, he's up against it with 59 and a half against some of these uh, lighter weighted runners. The horse that I wanted to quickly mention though, it was good to see Samazdat. I thought he stretched out really nicely in his lead up trial on December 21. He looked, Ganjimi Racing obviously look, have this fellow in good order. This isn't his race on Saturday, but look for him doing his best work late. Mm-hmm. I like it. It's a good, uh, it's a very similar setup to the Zeeble Son of a God race seven days ago where a leader mm. leader's back and they should dominate it, especially with the East Leader, it should just exemplify um, what we're saying there. So while I do think any Pacific hard to beat, Mervyn is your value. You can even back it each way. I'm not going to because I'm too much of a um, stubborn mule to do such a thing. <laughs> anyway, the race, the feature race on the card, the Tab Touch Perth Cup. Number one, we told you it would get there, didn't we? A month ago, six weeks ago. Uh, hope, you not, hold, hope you held on to your tickets. It's not the way I uh, envisaged truly great getting there, but I uh, declared it uh, about six weeks ago. So take the five bucks. and um, What a journey. That, it has been a journey. Yeah. Um, I didn't expect him to be in the race with 60 kegs, to be honest with you. I thought we'd uh, <laughs> be carrying 53, 54. I thought we might win a, a Ted Van Heemst on the way through, pick up a few points. Um, but I didn't think we'd be winning. Um, I didn't count for Chris Parnham's class 
in the Kingston town. Um, but we carry the 60. We've drawn a little bit off. And um, gee whiz, it's it's going to be a proper horse race with the way the barrier draw is um, opened up. What are your guys' thoughts? I'm, I'm completely – and you hear me bark on about it, and BJ probably gets sick of it when I just say value, 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 value. So I just don't care about value so much here, you know. I just, I just want to be on. I just, well, I already am. Wash, wash your mouth out with soap. I just, <coughs> I just want to be on. Yeah, yeah. I, I simply just want to be on. But uh, what, what are we, what are we thinking? Truly great, are we? You've been very passionate about this for weeks now. Even, even last week's episode, I don't know if you listened, Pete, but I was trying to make a case for Trap for Fools being too closely weighted for to truly great. Terry got up in arms. <laughs> <laughs> You got up in arms about it. Um, but yeah, it's been a real roller coaster ride just to get truly great to this race. 60 kgs, barrier 12, it's it's just it's just really made it a fascinating event, especially even more so with <clears throat> an informed nerf boss dropping down to 54. Mm. Not to mention the Eastern States Victorian visitor, Princess Jenny, who Jenna. I Jenny, who I imagine we'll be talking a lot about. Um Run, Jenny, run. <laughs> Often it's it's bringing just another element to a fascinating Perth Cup. It really is, and yeah. it's drawn perfectly for it as well. It's not going to have any excuses whatsoever. It was, I wish it didn't come. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it would have been easier for all concerned. Jeez, uh, it was pretty good in the Salinger last start as well, uh, Princess Jenny. She, she lost momentum coming into the corner and just ended up an extra pair back. Hit the front and just peaked late. Was run down by Wentwood. Sixty-two kilos over twenty-six hundred. It just looked a great conditioning oh. run though, and I love the step from twenty-six. It's gone twenty-six, twenty-five, twenty-four last three runs. One obviously the Bendigo Cup over the twenty-four, and here it is at twenty-four hundred. And that for me is like a huge key because if it gets really testing with Trap for Fools out in front, all of the Perth horses have only been racing over twenty-two tops, and yep. the extra two hundred just might fall into her favour. So as long as she's boarded the plane well and gets across and all that sort of jazz, I think she's definitely I, I, I want to be honest, she's a bad. Yeah, yeah. I, I've got her marked $8, $8 at the moment with the current market. You can get 11 to a little bit more maybe. Mm. Um, I've got truly great marked 240, so I'm not going to be investing there. But uh, the rest of them, look, Nerf Bosk has been going really well, but I can't quite get him shorter than 7 bucks. And price the, the full what price have you got the full trap for fools uh fifteen dollars okay fifteen I, yeah just the query is for me here with trap for fools i think he's probably a little bit of the forgotten runner i truly great gave him an absolute touch up last start but truly great won't get that same suck in the one one here truly great will yep. be a few pairs back it ends up on the back of a it was a perfect setup yeah, or a freezing yeah. offer he's a parker that's it's gonna have to make a sustained run with the 60 kilos so Barrier 15 is not necessarily a horrible thing for Trap for Fools either because yeah. you've got a long run into that first turn over the 2,400 metres. So Nerf Boss and Trap for Fools last met in the Towton. Uh, Nerf Boss was a little bit stiff, but uh, Trap for Fools still, it was just a dominant win. There's the exact same weight swing, Trap for Fools, Nerf Boss. So look, if you haven't had a bet yet, you haven't followed in on the futures, um, I think the value at the moment, I think you'll probably even see better on Betfair. You'll probably see a 13 14 $15 late each way with the Eastling play. I probably use trap for fools each way to be honest with you um i just i just think just think he's a little bit forgotten and i can't see any horse there that's going to take him on for the front so he might be able to do his own thing for the first half of the race at least out, out on top so 
Yeah, I'm I'm very much in the truly great camp. I think he's a level above. I think he'll set a new BJ, a new weight carrying record. record. Well, yeah. at least for the 2400 meter cup, anyway. Yeah. 20, I think he'll set a, a new record for the 2400 meters, and I think he'll go on and be a major player in staying races over East next year. But um, yeah, I I, I can't. I can't really recommend diving in at two dollars twenty for a horse. I've got it two forty as well um, with Peter, and I realistically probably should have him slightly longer. Um, but I'm just committed mentally, BJ. This been carrying on for weeks. He's two fifteen, two twenty, two twenty five at the moment. But this this is this is a task. Let's be honest. This is this is this like um, kudos to Bob Peters for giving us what we wanted. You know, I've got to ask you, Pete. Do you think the weight played a role in it at all? Do you think you would have started with 60.5? Do you think you would have started with 61? What, what, what do you, what's a tipping point when it comes to, to, to those sorts of things? Or, or was he going to just, was he going to start regardless? Like it, it, it feels like the 60 was just enough to, to say, to tip him, to, for Bob to think, okay, that's a, that's a winnable weight for this horse. I tend to agree, but I also think Bob would have been looking with one eye to the Eastern States Autumn yep. and going, right, which races could we conceivably set this guy for and who's his likely opposition mm -hmm. going to be? And I think he would have thought, well, all things being equal, he's going to be coming up against some pretty smart horses. He might already have a few plans in place for the Autumn, in which case truly great, can just have some time off, yep. come back for the spring. I think that probably weighed into things a little bit more. But yep. let's face it, I mean, Midnight Blue's going pretty well for Bob as well, and that's drawn really well from gate the inside gate there. So he's not just throwing in the one here. Um, so He tipped Midnight Blue. Yeah. Yeah, I saw that. I, no, that's, no. Is that Bob? That's just classic. I think yeah, it's just yeah, it's, it it's seemed like Bob, didn't hey. it? Yeah. yeah, classic. Oh, it's got to be. It's got to be yeah. Midnight Blue. Oh, yeah, of course it does, Bob. Yeah. 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 Um, Terry didn't like didn't like that at no, all, did you? Well. No, I just snarled at my screen. <laughs> um, quickly, mm. Midnight Blue, Patrick Carberry, Adornment, Joseph as a party. Where's, Where's Clint Johnston Porter? It's a very good question. Out yeah. of favour for whatever reason? I'm not sure. Just, well, he's, just, just, he's probably already won all those other races throughout the car that we're throwing him out on. <laughs> yeah. So he's already won like a double or a treble by this stage. He's, he's in the showers and he's having beers with us. Yeah, he's <laughs> celebrating at this stage of Can proceedings. He, he, he wrote a dormant last start, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, is it a weight thing? He's light, isn't he, CJP? I don't know. I'm surprised he's not on either, put it that way. Yeah, as, as am I. That's very interesting. A bit of research yeah, into that, perhaps. Yeah, need to dive into that. So, truly great's going to, as Terry said, he's going to set, he's going to attempt to set a weight-carrying record for the 2,500-metre cup anyway. I'd have to go back through the records to check on the Perth Cups of old over the two miles. But um, from 12, this is going to take a pretty good steer from mm. the wizard. Um, but this horse, he, he just could be something out of the box. Um, but he's um, it's going to be fascinating, as I said, to see how this race unfolds. For me, I'm with Pete. I mark Princess Jenny $8, a value at the current quote. Um, I was 230 truly great, and 550 Nerf Bosk. For me, they're $16. Oh, you guys just lack a respect for the old boy. They're, they're, they're the three. The real maddie uh, in this particular race, I, I like the way that he led and boxed on the other day, was Utgard Loki. Mm. Um, uh, Justin Warwick conditioning this horse. He's just he's competed well in all the handicap lead-ups. I think he's going to probably roll forward, settle somewhere in the first four. He could be the one that adds a bit of value to your, your first fours and that running into third or fourth at a big price. But, uh, and trainer style. He, he can. He's won, uh, he's won a cup before, mm -hmm. Black Tycoon. So And two, actually, Black Tycoon and Material Man. So, mm -hmm. um, But for me, I reckon I'm, 
I'm really liking the looks of Princess Jenny. You're tipping Princess Jenny. After uh, all, no, I feel like we've been part of this journey together. I'm I'm on truly great with you. Okay. But from your I'm you taking know, offense to a lot of things I today, aren't but I? But from I'll be having something on Princess Jenny, I think. Okay. She's she's got she's she's value eight dollars. I'm in a position now where I've I've actually I've done pretty good punting over the journey. I've taken the, the twelve Nerf Boss five, um, truly great, twenty one Traffic Falls, etc. etc. I just get the trumpet out. Um but I borrowed it from Matty Barker. Midnight Blue. Trumpet. Midnight Blue. Um, Midnight Blue. I've taken unders in the end. I think I took eight bucks Midnight Blue or something. So I've got I've got to an unders price there. But I can chop out the whole book and have a green green book. So I, I'm now making the trying to make the decision. Do I do that? It's going to cost me probably uh, sort of a third of my truly great profit. But it means I can't lose in the race. So that's the question I need to pose to myself. It's a dilemma. Dilemma. It is. Yeah. It is. It is. It's a dilemma over the next couple of days. So that's all I thought I'd point out. Just make it about me. Just Sorry, go really so. muggy and have a Princess Jenny to beat no. truly great trifecta with your other numbers filling. But then what, what happens when a dormant comes out, lands in the breeze and wins at 70 to one or something. And then I've chopped that. Like, if you're chopping extra, I feel like I need to chop them all to some degree or, or chop nothing. Like I can back most of them bet fair 200 to one probably right at the jump just to, I don't know. I don't know. I've spent the equivalent of a max stake on four races on it. So it's sort of, it'd be a tough, tough way to start. I'll put it this way. Have right. you bet correctly at all opportunities so far for this Perth Cup campaign? Just about, yes. Well then don't, Chop out, just yeah, let it ride. Be brave, you're right. Yeah. That was weak as piss of me, even considering yeah. it, wasn't it? Be like New Newhead. Be brave. Be brave, yeah, yeah. exactly right. I'll be, yeah. yeah. I'm going to blame you when I do my <laughs> All right, BJ, it is time for the last race of the day. Hang on, hang on, look. Let's, let's wrap up our Whoa. Perth Cup Whoa. thoughts. Oh, okay. Pete, what's your, what are you, what are you, what are you? I've got no interest in the race. <laughs> but if I, have to, if I have to throw out a suggested bet, I'm backing Princess Jenny Danny. Small. Small. That would be it at the current quote. Yeah. I've tipped truly great. Um, I'm on at the earlies, not as heavily as, as the guru. <laughs> but um, I'd love to see him carry 60 kgs and uh, and win. That'd be that'd be quite the sight. Princess Jenny, I'll be having something on just in case. Truly great for me, but Traffic Falls is the value runner that we're all forgetting about and we'll probably only continue to drift. Dark Musket having his fifth start in the oh. race. I'll tell you the story of the day. That one, the Perth Cup, the delicacy one, I actually backed Dark Musket each way at the hundreds, ran fourth. And I backed Dark Musket in the um, Kingston Town that same year, ran third at about 500 to one. So, uh, geez, bit of a war horse. I reckon Dark Musket could have won a few more bucks if they probably lowered their sights a little bit, lowered the eye line and um, tried to push a few singles rather than trying to knock everything over the fence throughout Dark Musket's career. But um, one more win left in Dark Musket. The Jericho. The Jericho, exactly. Or the lead right. up to the Jericho, whatever it is. Yeah, whatever. The, the long The race. one on Anzac Day in Albany. That's the one, yes. That's got dark musket written all over it. So. Any chance of sure a future, sir? Yeah, <laughs> get it up. Okay, it is now time for the last race of the day. Also known, BJ, as Get Out Stakes. Get Out Stakes. How do you spell that? S-T-E-A-K-S. Is that right, Pete? It's delicious. 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 It's the Get Out Stakes. So are you going to be having any steak at your uh, as part of your degustation? Yeah, uh, we've got a number of T-bones and then also some ribeyes with a bone in and uh, I'll just be basing them with a rosemary brush, a bit of melted butter, um, you know, let them sit and get up to room temperature, sitting in a bit of salt, especially over the fat cap, and then we'll just like... How do you get an invite to this, uh, this set say, did you get one? Because I didn't. Nothing. It's bullshit. <laughs> it's actually just me. That's it. <laughs> Very good. Get Out Stakes, the extremely popular competition, Twitter-based competition, brought to you by Market City Meats, the largest retail butcher shop in Perth, located at the Canningvale Markets on Bannister Road. Timmy Hewitt and his team, they run the show, swing past, 
Say g'day. Let him know you're a one-one listener. Tim and his uh, team will take very good care of you and all your small goods needs. Congratulations to last week's winner, Richard Styles. Richard uh, did got it a, in. He, sorry, did it in. Yes, he mm. did. He did it in superb style. Did Richard? Um, congratulations, mate. Hopefully, you got out to Market City Meats and picked up your uh, your gourmet cuts of steak um, out there from Timmy and his team. Now. To enter this week's Get Out Stakes, race nine at Ascot on Perth Cup Day, please hit us up on Twitter at the11pod who you think will win race nine and a decimal winning margin, two decimal places preferred. Terry, remembering the Sam White rule. One of my favourite rules, first in, best dressed. First in, best dressed. Race nine is the Mum Champagne Handicap, a 2,200-metre graduation, a bit of a slugfest to uh, yes, to wind it? up Perth Cup Day 2021. Yes, it certainly is a bit of a slugfest, but uh, I'll tell you what, I think we've saved the best betting race for last. I'm, um, I'm excited. I'm excited, guys. I'm big, enthusiastic. Big I'm, I'm, I'm big Kevin, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm large Kevin for mm. this race. Um, first of all, we have to take on Treasured Crown. It wouldn't be uh, it wouldn't be me if we weren't taking on a stayer for a little freshen up of 50, 60 days. Barrier 14, Lacto going on. Uh, we've just simply got to take on Treasured Crown here. We are choiceless in that matter. Uh, Mr. Delegator rolls forward, probably finds the top. We'll see some aggression from Alda Moore. Casa Rosada will land near them. Rayani from the wide gate will come across and probably Breeze might even um, try to push on with it, but I don't think they'll be handing up for, at any stretch with Mr. Delegator, who I expect to be pretty popular in the market. Probably needed the last start to tighten up a little bit. Um, so fourth up in a prep should go a little bit better. But I think we can find a little bit of value here, BJ. So one thing I like to do is I like to distinguish uh, between... A so, we're, uh, so we're back finding value in this race, though? 100%. Yeah. Right, yes, we're, we're definitely. Well, I price this horse favourite, which uh, we'll slowly build to. Um, I like uh, I like to distinguish a horse's career once, once I get to a staying journey as sort of two separate careers, so they're normal racing. So Casa Rosada went up to the, um, the staying journey in a uh, class one for the first time. Uh, that was was two starts ago. Got the job done. I mean, it beat Rodamonte and it wasn't uh, Aldermore, I think, was in that race as well. It wasn't necessarily the um, the deepest of races, but Aldermore is nine bucks in this uh, in this field. Um, Shawadi Wadi is also shorter, eight bucks uh, in this field as well. So thought it was a nice enough win at your first go on a staying journey. It often takes a, a horse um, a run or two over the journey to sort of get the hang of it and how to settle and this and that. So uh, second up, second go at the staying journey over the 2200 meters was on a day where it was suiting those coming from off the speed ukbar ted ukbar ukbar ted actually just spat then uh ukbar ted um had the suck run on casa rosada um geez that was a that was a fair old move from bar it's pretty pretty happy with that one as well we uh we were pretty candid about there. Um, geez, the trumpet's staying out here permanently, isn't it? Um, I thought Castro Sada was huge giving it the card up throughout. Um, interesting to know that Castro Sada was also scratched a week earlier, so I think there might have been a slight issue. Suspect the run was needed. She looks to do a little bit um, – she can race a little bit fiery um, at times. So I'm looking for the extra speed with the speed draw wide, Rayani, Mr. Delegato. This will be a pretty evenly run race, especially if it is playing on pace as well. So I don't think they'll be loafing along here uh, from the gate I think she lands right behind them she carries the minimum weight 60 Raider and a 60 plus uh, I've marked her a $4.80 favourite in this race I just think she's going to be in the finish and um, at uh, around that $10 mark um, I'm pretty happy to probably pile in and you could probably pile in each way here um, at the 3.30 a place 
The only other runner I want to have something on. Uh, very keen, Casarosada, but that's we want to have something on. Winifer as well. Thoughts are the final hundred meters of Winifer's last outing was really good, and this was uh, this was a mare that was going to be anything. If you remember her first couple of preps, she just put in eye catcher after eye catcher after eye catcher. She's going to jump here at close to thirty to one, and um, this race doesn't have much depth. So very happy having a little win spec on Winifer at a big price. Two horse play tens and twenty fives. I'd be surprised if we're not winning. That's it. I'm Go done. Very guru like. Pete, what can you add to this, uh, to the get out stakes? I think if you're on course, the best play in this race is to head down to Stone Marvelous before this race begins so you don't have to get stuck in the line afterwards. This is the thing. I'll be to... buying after Casa Rosado instead. Oh, that, that's, that's okay. I'm going to have something small in navy blue because it's got oh. a really good peak <laughs> figure. It's 2200 at Ascot. Real big peak figure. I'm going wide with that. You know, was it last so time? Gonna, origin? Isn't it a syndicator that's training it? Yeah, I don't know. Peter Morley? Oh. Bell Horse? No, no, don't look no. at trainers. Don't look at donors. Don't look at colours. The juggernaut. I'm barely the even watching races Jane. these days. <laughs> um, I'm going to have something small on it. Um, oh, yeah, this is just not a race that I'm enthused about uh, jumping into. Full yes. stop. Pete's really sold us there, hasn't he? Just, yep. just really, just jumping out of his skin there. Yep. Navy blue. Jeez, if you get that up along with special choice, that mean that might be me. Um, that might be me calling it. I'd suggest that'll be the most twenty twenty <laughs> thing to happen in twenty twenty one. I thought, I thought sentimental queen was the obvious. Yeah, stood out like the proverbial to me. The DBs. Yeah, fourth to adornment. Um, I feel as though British Bessie runs second. She's come out and ran well in the ATA stakes last week. Midnight Blue ran third in that race. Uh, Chris Parnham on board. For previous win at Pinjarra was dominant uh, with William Pike, carried mm -hmm. 58, got the rails run, admittedly, but just smoked him. Um, gate one, just going to get awfully soft map. Um, angling out into the clear, moving into the race with momentum on the turn into the straight. I reckon this is Sentimental Queen's race. She, she looks very very obvious to me. Um, and I marked her $4. Uh, best available at the moment, six oh five fifty across the board. So They've heard you. They've just moved her in. <clears throat> just, just below $4 actually at Sentimental Queen I was. So I feel as though that this is just a perfect setup for her. And if we're going to be th throwing out some random uh, horses in the last, because <laughs> I feel as though it's that, that kind of race, um, let me join in. Let me, jo let me join in the fun. Barramagic. Barramagic. Barramagic is going uh, ordinarily. However, I wouldn't. This is just. This is the kind of race that anything can happen. And I reckon if Brian Kersey has ironed out a few few things that's going on with Barramagic behind the scene, I can see him with uh, Peter Hall on board running a race. His best form would see him figure in the finish. But uh, he's about twenty seven, probably probably be longer on the day but um big sweeping run you'll see from barrow magic too does his best work trying to circle on it about the 600 so yeah yeah cjp rides him well but it could be holly holly could uh could uh, provide some entertainment mm -hmm. here with uh with barrow magic in the get out but i'm it's a, i feel as though i'm a bit in the same um same ballpark as Pete. It's a bit of an odd way to finish Perth Cup Day, isn't it? It's, yes. a, it's a funny old race. So. Yeah, it is a staying race after the staying. Yeah, it's a, it is a very odd, odd finish to the day, but a very competitive race and uh, you wouldn't be um, alone if you hit the field button for the quaddy. Yes. Or you could just go two out with Casa Rosada and Winifer, So yeah. Very good. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that brings our preview to a close. Now, it is time for our Betfair Best 
betting proposition of the day, the guru steaming in. Off the long run? Off the long run. What have you got? Uh, what do we have? The best betting proposition of the day. I I, I, I want to make it uh, ration Ali. I just want to see a slightly better price. Um, that on ball. It's a real, it's a toss up for me this week. It's either Rationale, it's the Dutch with Naughty by Nature, Arcadia Queen, or it's Casa Rosada in the last. It's just a real toss up. It's unlike me, but I'm going to go the shorty of the lot and Rationale. Bernard. Betfair best? Betfair best. Rationale. Jumping, Let's get something with a three. Jumping Jai on board? Jumping Jai. Tarima. Uh, Pete A. I will lock in. I'll go the Naughty by Nature. Aberdeen Queen. Ah, that's good. I really have to. Yeah. The Dutch. Oh, okay. I almost wanted to throw out Mervyn, to be honest. I really like yeah, that setup. That's... I think it's a cracking bet at the price. So, yeah, I think both of those are pretty solid players. I like it. I could have easily had Mervyn as well. It's, uh, yeah, I like it. We're aligned. We just don't miss, do we? I think we're like zero, <laughs> zero from 4,000. <laughs> well, maybe you didn't bring up any data there. <laughs> oh, I've got the spreadsheet somewhere uh, in here. Bernard. Betfair best? Yes. Naughty by Nature. Race Naughty six nature, of the day. Like and I, I just want to hear that song blaring on yeah. post-race. Maybe we can request it. If you know, sometimes they ask the DJ playing between races with the music playing. Maybe that guy that just rolls along. Do you know when you go for a walk or run and someone doesn't doesn't know what headphones are? Isn't that one of your biggest pet hates in the world? And they just roll past you with their phone blaring. Or they've actually got a little sound system going on. I'm just gonna be that person with my boom phone box. Just rolling yeah, out. boom box. Too. Just rolling out with a UE boom. Um, best, uh, best, best, best value twenty dollars plus. Uh, Maddie, Peter, what's your Maddie? You've given us several today. Yeah, uh, Kia Aura Star's not quite there, but uh, Navy Blue in the last, you know. Navy Blue. That's about as insane as you can get. I reckon reckon the last is an insane race. So I think we all need to just just pick a Maddie in the last (laughs) and and just just be done with it. My Maddie in the last, I'll jump in, Terry. Barrow Magic. Why not? Terry. Winifer in the last as well. So there you go. Chuck them all in, yeah. I actually marked Winifer those single figures. Really? Mm. That is mad. Yeah, it is mad. I know. we wanted to bring in some Betfair lays at the uh, at the end of the yep. uh, end of the show. Um, quick lay of the day. Quick lay of, lay of the day. Lay of the day. Treasured crown in the last again, coming off the um, coming off the near sixty days between runs. Uh, respect the horse. I think it's the best horse in the race, but um, I think you need a bit of a fitness base to be winning um, a race from the wide gate. Treasured crown in the last. Bj, my lay of the day is race. Three, number four, Dark Mission. Just think she's just going to get too far back from gate 10 over the mile. 370 at the moment. I think that's a layable price for me. Yeah, I would certainly agree with that. But I'd be more than happy to suggest. Uh, Condor Heroes has obviously had some level of issue. It's way down in class this weekend. So, I mean, look. If it's at its absolute best, yes, it probably wins this. But I've just got queries as to whether or not that's the case. I'm happy to lay at the place. I like that. That's a good because uh, I think it even runs though. first or last. Yep. Well, maybe not last, but first or unplaced. So, misses the kick and it's cooked. Works yep. around him. It'll be it'll fold late with the. I like that a lot. You're getting probably two dollars twenty, two dollars thirty yep. for it not to run a place. And I reckon the correct price should probably be dollar fifty type thing. So I, I like that quite a lot, Peter. Well, that brings our Perth Cup Day preview to a close. Just like-